Good morning. It's Jennifer with Online for Authors, and today our featured guest is Destin Norris. Now, Destin came to me through social media ad, and it's interesting because there's a, there's a project called Why Write, and that is how Destin and I connected. Destin, do you want to tell um, just a little bit about how that came to be and how we met and how we got here today? Yeah, well, I was um, scrolling through my feed, and and I see this online for authors um, posting with Why Write and this uh, interest in gathering authors' um, inspiration and why they do what they do. And because I've just completed and still have my first book in the process of publication and feel uh, prompted to to investigate more, of course, I checked out online for authors, website and social media posts. And then I looked at some of her authors that she's featuring and I thought, I know some of these authors. And so right away I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to do a little bit more and reached out to Jennifer and Jen and said, uh, email to ask about the project. And she responded and we had a really delightful first conversation on Zoom, of course, because we're in different communities. And uh, we found that we were aligned uh, in a number of different ways, and it seemed like a right fit for both of us to continue with um, working together. And, and then she invited me to have an interview. So it's very exciting. It's my first interview, and the book isn't even out yet. So very pleasure to meet you, Jen, and to be part of online for authors interview process and the why write project yeah that's it's it's so exciting thank you very much for reaching out Destin I when we talked uh, being a part of why write fantastic I mean absolutely uh, now learning so much about you though in a very short period of time you're fascinating to me in in so many different ways I um, I just want to say that I find it an absolute pleasure to be able to be the one to your first interview to to be talking about your book before it's published uh, to be sharing uh, just even a little bit of your story in any capacity whatsoever. You know, I found I didn't realize you know at first looking at you know your profiles because I do do my homework. Uh, you know, before I respond to inquiries at all. But especially uh, when you're talking about doing a collaboration, it's really important that the energy is a good fit, which mm -hmm. was totally obvious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that painting behind you too, like to find out that you're an artist in more than one form, because writing is an art, but painting mm -hmm. is an art as well. And learning your story. Well, the story you're sharing. It's mm -hmm. not It's your story in a perspective, but it's not your story alone. And yeah, I, yeah. let's talk about Lee's gift. Okay. Lee's gift. Well, Lee's gift was a exhibition I held in 1996. And it was uh, in celebration commemoration of my daughter who passed away at a year and a half in uh, drowning. And, um, I mean, that's the most devastating thing if you're a parent that you can ever experience. Um, you know, 
we all know those of us once you have a child there's nothing that there's nothing could be worse it just is something deep within us um so when when that happened in 1995 life was before and then life after and through the process of that first year of grieving um i was doing a number of things but one of the things that i was doing was writing and i was following the artist way which was a book by julia cameron and processing my grief through writing and also doing some painting because i was an artist but hadn't really got back to my art because i had had children four children within three children within four years and was managing a business but through the writing and realizing that I wanted to commemorate her life in with this exhibition I held it a year after and what was intriguing to me was there were the a number of artworks that I had made before she was born um a number of them three of them 10 years before she was actually born that related to a child in the water and on a nursing mother and um actually even the location in this in a in a very strange sense so with the exhibition i couldn't you know write the whole story out but i could have the paintings that were before the paintings that i did that first year of grieving and with just little notes about the date the name of the painting and how i saw with maybe two or three sentences the relationship to lia and um my life and now moving forward how is i going to move forward through this next phase of my life our life my family's life my friend's life you know um so that that was that and you know that initiated me moving in to my painting full time and you I needed to be a painter this was like this indication like i'm not supposed to manage this resort i'm supposed to paint and so with all that ensued after that and in my mind i always thought there'd be a book that i wanted to write to tell the full story because there weren't just the paintings there were things i said did and wrote that all related interestingly of course it's in retrospect and that is always i think the big thing people say well but you know I, that's just a coincidence uh, serendipitous but there were so many things that when i added it up i thought there's something else here and i think i need to share this story and let people make their own mind up about what they think believe where what their what their yeah thoughts are what so not just to say are we is this destiny or fate or do we have any part to play is are we predestined to learn certain things do we come and go at certain times we don't know and it's the mystery and i think living through the mystery we have to find different questions to help us with the answers because there are going to be the answers that we're never going to get and when we want to try to figure things out we keep hitting roadblocks because there's some things we're just never going to know and that's like why do some people have to leave us <laughs> you know why do things change why do things happen the way they do and 
I think for me, when I realized I needed to reframe my questions to get a new answer that could help me move on and live more meaningful and purposefully and live passionately and with love in an even greater way for my existing, my, my remaining two children, but in memory of Leah, but to usher me into a new way of being, then it was like she was the propeller and I just knew that I needed to follow this path. And it's led me all sorts of directions, but with this book, I've kept it to the exhibition using the structure of the book is each of the paintings in the exhibition is the chapter and the chapter title. And then I weave the story, not in a linear fashion, but in a, in a sort of a thread that weaves through all the, the events. And it is an emotional journey because I tell it through the event as it happened and all those things that came to play that I've just talked about, the writings, the things that I said, the things that I did. Um, but I feel that it is, it, it will probably pull at some heartstrings and make people feel, but I feel that if we don't feel, then we're not knowing that we're alive. And sometimes if we can really tap in deeply to what we're feeling, we might open up some parts of ourselves that have been shut down. Because through this whole process, I really learned that I had to let everything through me in whatever way it needed to come out and not hold back so that I could come to a new place. And, and that's all part of the healing journey. But it's painful and it's tough. And I know it's hard for some people who have a hard time with allowing the pain to rise and to 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 deal with it it's is it's it's not easy but then when you do get to the other side things take on a different aura because the experience is never going to go away but it's just the way now that I can talk about it and I probably wasn't ready it's like 25 years later 26 24 since I had the exhibition 25 since she's gone she left in 95 96 I had the big exhibition and now the book's coming out 20 Danny so it's uh I think everything's timing and everybody's on their own time I want to just say thank you very much for actually pursuing it and following through with writing Leah's gift uh, in reading it myself. It is a gift and uh, grief, like you talked about, there's the before and the after of the actual loss, the actual daytime of finding out that you've lost someone uh, where the process begins and mm -hmm. You know, you talked about the artist's way, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, Julia Cameron actually has a book called Finding Water. And it's the next, I think it was the next book in the series, but there are, there, there are so many of us. Like, I know when we originally talked, we talked about this book and how, what, how it had come about and the process that, that life had led you through to have the book come to life and what it was going to do in the lives of others. And it's not necessarily even the loss of a child. It's any loss at all that you help us go through the process of. And with your book, grief and, and just the way you found to, Mm, there's a healing that that feels like it's gone on 
in the process and, and the gift that it's actually bringing to say, okay, life is meant to be lived and it's not always easy, but it is meant to be lived. And when you say that the book had much of, um, you know, the weaving of, you know, your story and your paintings and, and the writing as things were uh, going on or before even things had happened, when, when you were doing your art, even in school that you were journaling about and what have you. At the beginning, uh, we talked about the picture behind you and um, about the infinity symbol. And when you mentioned the weaving that went on in your book, it reminds me of that infinity symbol behind mm. you. And uh. just, I, I just really believe, really believe, uh, mm. and, and have from the moment that we talked about your whole entire story, that there is a huge gift in you bringing your book to everyone. And thank you very much for going through the process of doing it because the the your the emotions that you had to go through, uh, you, you know. Thankfully, uh, I'm getting from what I read that you had a lot of support. Yes, you know, oh, yeah, um, lots of support. Yeah, because many get crippled in their grief. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too much to bear. It's too much to handle, and they there's just no way uh, for sometimes on our own for us to find the will to look for the healing yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, um, there, there was a lot of support, like from, you know, what, I mean, my children were, my oldest two were the gift as well, cause they were young and they, I mean, they knew what went on, but to, to be there and watch them come to life again. But, you know, my husband, at the time, we were, of course, going through our own thing, but the family support and friends and the community. But I think the greatest thing for me was just my faith. And my faith was what got me through. And I realized very shortly after, because there were two months after she was passed, that I was drinking every night and smoking cigarettes. And I don't drink. I mean, I drink, yes, but I didn't, wasn't drinking like I was after that and I was smoking cigarettes and yes, I was one who might have the occasional cigarette in my life, but not like as a regular thing. And I realized that my, it was like doing this thing to my body where it just like, it would just ground me and just put me in this place. And I, and I realized, cause I was, I was 35 and I could never understand really people with addictions. I couldn't, mm. How do, how do people get to that place that they become addicted to things? And then all of a sudden, I was so compassionate because I realized that when the pain can be so deep and we're so dark, we need, we, our, our human tendency is to want to sort of get that pain out of us and get it away. And we'll go to things that help what we think is going to alleviate that pain. And we end up, I think, sometimes with some addiction issues because I could see it and I when I realized that I thought oh my gosh I have such compassion now for people that have they're living with pain like how much of our world is living with pain whatever kind of pain that is but it's pain and and then I realized okay this is not the direction I want my life to go I, I can stop the drinking and I can stop the smoking and I've got to now rely on some other 
means to help move me through. But I think that the biggest one was my my faith and belief. There's something greater that I don't understand, and I need to use love to get me through. And it's all about love. And faith is a great word because uh, I know there's a connection there for you. But I, I'll let you explain that. I, when you were talking about uh, you know the processing of emotions our instinct is to push away, you know, it's a fight or flight, right? So we can't fight the pain. So what do we do? We try to run away from it. Yeah. Or push it away instead of leaning into it and actually feeling is hard. Feeling (laughs) is hard. Why do we want to do what's hard? We don't want to do what, why do we want to do that? Right? Yeah. Like, but let's, let's talk about the word faith. Faith. Okay, faith. Well, um, I, uh, without proselytizing or, or I have a very open concept for accepting anybody's points of view or expressions of belief because I realize we're all on our own journey here. Um, for myself, I feel there is something else that I can't understand that if I was to say anything it would be love and if I could encapsulate it in any this this energy source God creative spirit uh, supreme mind eternal consciousness whatever it is that we all have trouble deciding what it is it's there and it's within us and we're just part of it Uh, and that expression can come through us and that's what makes us all connected and all one on this journey, although different, but we're very much the same. And when I look through those eyes and, and look through the eyes of love, then it is more about just accepting, but moving through with that belief that there's something, something more. And if we were to elevate all of ourselves into this world where we are all sharing our gifts, whatever that may be, and expressing that love for one another we wouldn't be in this challenging world situation we we seem to be in but our human nature i don't know seems to override a lot of our our spiritual um underpinnings but i don't know the material spiritual isn't the material that's why we're here we are it (laughs) we are expressions we are expressions of of the beauty of the truth of the light I think, and uh, and maybe because I um, and I talk about this in the book. It's as I as I said, I have my own versions of, of belief, and it is faith based. And I did I was attending church, but I wasn't a regular church goer because the religion and 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 having faith sometimes don't. Religion is one thing, and belief is and faith is another for me. So, but I did pray so hard, like the day after Leah passed, I didn't know how I was going to get out of the bed and look after my other two children or be a wife, mother, friend, sister, daughter. And I had this feeling that just came through my body and it was so huge. My whole body was electrified when I prayed this prayer, like I'd never prayed before. And in my head, it says, this is your destiny as it is Leah's, you are being given the strength to carry on. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what is just going on in me? What's just happened? Mm-hmm. So I roll out of bed 
and walk out into the living room where my family's there, all huddled together, grieving, talking. And I say, I've got something to tell you. And I think it was that, that was a very, that was a huge turning point for me. It was just like, hey, Destin. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't going to say it's going to take my pain away or the grief or everything else I had to go through. But it was like, you know, you, you're going to do this because this, this, this is, this is, this is it. This is, this was for me, her destiny and mine to live through. And what, what, how could we shape it now? I mean, I say it, it sounds so weird to talk about it like this, Mm -hmm. but it really was that in its own form, even though I was grieving and it was, it was what gave me the, whatever the impetus to talk at the end of her funeral. And it wasn't me up there. It was me going up and sharing with everybody there, all the people saying, I got something to tell you. And here's, here's what it is. And I don't know how, what I said exactly, but I shared, shared what I experienced as best I could. And then said a thank you that I did have pre pre-written. And, um, and that was that, but, uh, that was just the start of things, you know, to move through the process. But that's where, I mean, to share something like that with others who might not have that experience is hard because then they say, well, what about me? And why didn't I get that information if you've gone through a loss? And and maybe, you know, maybe we all get our own hits of things, but we just, it's about the listening part. And I think that that's what my book also has to share. It's about deep listening and knowing when it's the right time to do something and not, I mean, that's part of the issue or the, not the issue, the struggle that I had because when it was all happening and she had gone to the, she, we didn't know where she went to, but we pretty well thought it was the river. She loved the water. All of a sudden I, it was like I was having a near death experience, but it wasn't mine. I was pretty sure she went and it, it was mayhem, but I, I was on the ground writhing at one point going like, I created this, I created that. I should have known there was a paintings. There was this, there was this, there was this. It was just like, and, uh, and then I realized like, could I have stopped it? Like, was that going to be something that I, if, if I did have this inclination without being able to understand it fully, completely, was I ever going to be able to stop this? Is, is this no, like, you know, yes, it was an accident, but maybe, you know, so I know my story might be challenging for some, and I'm, a, I'm totally aware that it might be, I might be challenged on, you know, from other people who have a hard time with, um, yeah, believing in some things that I do, but I'm okay with that because, um, there's never going to be anybody that totally agrees on everything. And all I can do is just tell my story and people will just say, well, either that's crazy <laughs> or, or this is really maybe part of their journey to learn deeper because I, we all have it. We all have it. This ability to tap into our own knowledge and our own lives that we can see links and they can see patterns and we can also see when things evolved, how they came out of something that we might have seen the beginnings of, but couldn't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even recognize it when it was happening. Mm-hmm. But we have to be able to take that time out too. So the time out to process and to look and to listen and to meditate, I guess, contemplate. 
Yeah, I think there are some big lessons there for uh, many of us to to take that t- to take that time and to do the value of adding the listening and the slowing down and the the awareness to life because yeah. it is. And I mean, even now, I mean, the fact that we've actually met during this environment that the, uh, the world is going through, where. Uh, we've all been to some degree somewhat forced to slow down. Yes. And, yes. and there are many um, that haven't and the struggle for them is greater. I know that there's um, for some, the slowing down never actually occurred because um, you know, they're, they work from home. Now their children are home, they're homeschooling. Life now is is busier for them than it's ever been and more challenging than it's ever been from the point of view of distraction and overwhelm than any time in their life, whereas there's a drastic shift for a lot of the population where they actually have been able to get to that point of listening and, and calming and, and more awareness. So... I mean, as much as they say stay home, well, home isn't necessarily the quietest place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then the tensions rise because everybody's in a smaller space and yeah. with the isolation and not being able to move outside or get out as much or be amongst friends. Yes. You know, I think um, to have this book come out at this time too is maybe it is paralleling something else that's going on in our, in our world. And, 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 and it's part of the, maybe the awakening. And maybe this is all about the timing because it is, it's forced us back into ourselves in different ways. It's put new challenges, of course, on all of us um, in all aspects of our life. But there's also, I always like to think that there, there's a, there's a higher purpose. There's a, there's a, there's a bigger meaning. And maybe it was the slowdown that we needed our earth, our planet, Mother Earth needed to heal herself. We need to take stock. We need to get less materialistic and start looking at our values again. Mm-hmm. And consumerism, you know, I'm sorry that all the businesses, especially the small businesses that have, you know, that aren't going to be re- reopening because that's a great loss. And those are, those are the heart and souls of many people's lives and, and livelihoods. And it's like people are really having to reinvent themselves. But it's a loss, and you just you, you pointed out at uh, uh, a few um, conversations ago about it doesn't just have to be the loss of um, a child. It could be the loss of the way we knew we are living in this world and the way our lives are, because um, there is it's there. There's a, a lot of people that are struggling right now, but it's like when they can get through that nitty-gritty of that initial phase and then start saying well what can we do differently how can we reshape our life what what's what's important to us and our family and our extended family and our communities and where can we help um because that's a part of it i think of our own of our own nemesis our own journey is reaching outside of ourselves when we've come so so um, internal and when we navel gazing too much, <laughs> it becomes a circle, right? But when we realize we're not alone in this and there's other people and how can we, how can we help others along our own way, we elevate ourselves as well. 
Yeah. So, yeah. 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 There, there's loss on so many different levels. Right. And, and so yeah. uh, it, it does get to the, if, if you can get there, if you're not too overwhelmed by your current situation and you have support and you, or you don't have support and you have the ability to reach out, then it does create, there's so much compassion. There's just so much. And the levels, like, like you say, it doesn't have to be the loss of a life or a loved one. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's right now there's, there's so much. Uh, we've had conversations too, where we've talked, uh, talked about, um, you know, humanity's rebirth without the whole death of humanity. Yeah. You know, and, and what the universe is actually trying to bring us as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we're open and listening. It's such a big, the listening part is just such a key and, and a thread throughout your entire story that, you know, there's the part of, okay, why was I listening? Why wasn't I listening? And, and then listening to yourself in the sense of, well, how to process your emotion and how to move forward. And it's a big key. It's a big key throughout your entire story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit more about out, outside of, um, Leah's gift and your book because there's so much more that's going on I mean definitely your art uh, let's talk about you know what's what's coming up for you in the near term okay so um, but a little bit about the painting so because that really is my main passion and that's what kind of led the way that I've always loved words and, and storytelling so hence the book but um, so basically my work went from the mountains where I was living in the in the Rockies and painting mountain landscapes, uh, foothills of Alberta, going to Calgary and to the Leighton Center for the Arts. And, but then it transitioned um, for me to go do a master's degree in Tasmania. So flew 7,000 miles across the water to Tasmania. And this was one of the works for my master's project. It's a six foot by six foot painting behind me. And um, there were a lot of synchronistic events. There's actually another book that will probably get written because it wasn't just Leah's gift paintings that related to this, um, you know, her coming and going, but there have been other works that have um, been prescient to what has been gone on in my life. So I see another storybook coming, but that's for a future date. But anyhow, so the water became the important element for me to work with when I went to Tasmania. So I went from land to water and then I moved to the Okanagan in 2006 after Tasmania and I um, a few years later was living up on Silver Star Mountain where I had this great vista across the Monashies to look across these vast you know hills and mountain into the mountain range and I felt like the skies were opening up (laughs) and so my work really became about looking up and to the heavens the skies and then I had this opportunity to do an exhibition at the Vernon Public Art Gallery and there was another event that happened that I knew I needed to take the work out into the cosmos and I don't know if you have time for that story but it's uh, a very interesting story so I should I tell it? <laughs> well, give us it's a teaser, and then that way anybody who wants to find out more about you can be intrigued to do do a little uh, digging okay. their own. Well, 
because it involves a loss again. But so I was invited to do a project at the Allen Brooks Nature Center. So it was an air residence project with the Katani Cultural Center. And I called it weather from the center because it was Allen Brooks Nature Center, which used to be an old weather station and the Katani Cultural Center. But it was also my center. And I called it weather, not W-E-A-T-H-E-R, but weather, W-H-E-T-H-E-R. Because I wanted to just be very alaprina on drawings, go make a drawing, go back into the studio, make a painting. And I already decided I would do like a weather grid. So these um, 18 by 24 inch paintings that I would make, 16 of them, and hang them four by four, so 16. So I'm painting away and um, I have a filmmaker that comes up to film me making a drawing and making a painting. It's my ninth painting of the project. And he's actually a filmmaker who's just produced this film called Beneath the Painted Surface that is now on Amazon Prime in the UK and um, in the US. Hasn't gotten to Canada yet because he has to get it subtitled, I think, in French. Um, and it's on Blu-ray coming very soon. So anyhow, he was up because he was just starting this project on me and he did this filming. So and I captured these birds in the sky and this contrail of a jet. And as I'm painting it, he says, gee, these clouds look like wings. Oh. And I said, oh, yeah. So at the end of it, I look at this. Oh, what should I call this? I thought, oh, call it flight path. Wow. And anyhow, I went home that night and I just had this very strange feeling uh, as I was going to sleep. And I woke, looked up in my doorway and like there was nothing there. And in the morning, I got up and I thought, I got to phone my friend Dave. He's having a hard time right now. I said, we, 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 I'd connect with him every month. So I better call him today. So I, that was on my list because I thought, oh, I'm going to make that call. And about an hour later or less than, I get a phone call from a friend. And she said, I've got some sad news for you. Dave's passed away. And he ended his life. And I just was, because he was going through this very difficult time, I didn't know how difficult. I just, I knew it was, it was a challenging time for him. It's like, oh, my world, my world just, he was a dear friend. It kind of like ripped, ripped the rug out of me. And um, I was supposed to give a talk the next day. And I thought, I'm not going to give a talk on my project because I can't. So I waited a couple of weeks, got back to the project. And I decided everything had changed. The weather from the center, the weather, the weather had come. And here was these three birds, this jet contrail, and these clouds that looked like wings. So I decided I would represent Dave as a bird. And I took this image that I had of a bird that was from a photograph of this bird flying over the Ellen Brooks Nature Center. And because I had birds in that picture that I was being filmed on, right? Mm -hmm. I inverted the canvas. Now it was portrait shape size. And I made this bird and um, I called it Bono Flight. And then I made some other paintings. And then the last four paintings I made, I made a grid. And I thought, where there are no edges. And I took the perspective of looking back over a cloud-scattered earth as if I was up in the sky. Because my question was at the end, which we have no answers for, is like, where there are no edges. Is that when we leave this place and we are taking the different perspective from above, are there any edges? And what drives people to the edge? And what 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 creates somebody from walking back from the edge and why do some people go over the edge mm -hmm. where are there no edges but anyhow so you know I represented his bird well two months later I'm at his business and I'm talking to one of his major key employees and I'm telling her that I've made this exhibition 
um, of this work or this body of work that shifted through the journey of Dave's coming, leaving. And then I said, I represented him as a bird. And she goes, that's so weird. He said, a year ago, she got a text from him. And all it said was, the bird is flowing. So he referred to himself as a bird. And I created this bird painting representing him on his. So I call, I changed the name of that final flight to the bird is flowing. I have goosebumps from head to toe. Like, literally, like my legs are just covered in them. Uh, have you read uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach? Years ago. Yeah. Oh. I need to get, yeah. It's all just feels similar. Wow. You know, it all <laughs> just feels so similar. Well, thanks for listening because that, that was like, that was another pivotal time. I mean, and the interesting thing is, is this man and his family, I looked after their second child for a week, a week before their second baby died of SIDS. <laughs> so it, we were connected with this family in a different way, like in an odd way. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So like, and then for Dave to come and go and me being the painting project and then represent him as bird. And yeah. I know it's a story. It's like, and the interesting thing, you can actually watch me making the drawing and then going and making me painting is an eight minute video on YouTube. And it's called a day at the Allen Brooks nature center. And yeah. it's just, it's just done to music, but it just shows me making that painting, that painting of the three birds. Yeah. And he left behind his wife and two kids. Oh my so the gosh. Three, three birds, the jet contrail, the clouds that look like, and, and when I made that painting, that was the morning of, his yeah I was making a painting yeah and then, yeah, then there's and then the next day I find out there's yeah. nothing anybody can say to me that would tell me um convince me that we're not all energetically connected like we're nothing in. because <laughs> right I mean seriously right from your story to our story to all the stories of everybody I've ever met like uh, when we actually get to the point of sharing um, you know, our lives conversing and, and getting to the essence of it all. Like there is an energetic connection all the way through. You could feel it. It is, isn't it? it? Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you so well. much for taking the time to, to be our guest on online for authors. I'm just really looking forward to the continued journey with you. And I really do want to, we're going to go and look for that video to watch. Okay, well, thanks so much, Jen, and it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful to have this time with you and for your understanding and your sensitivity is also huge because you are, we're, we're on the same are. wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's so. tell people how they can find more of you. Um, you are on um, Facebook for sure. Um, yeah. and, and you'll be sharing more about your book's release there, uh, you know, and then uh, yeah. we're going to have your interview on Online for Authors. It'll be uploaded to both YouTube and SoundCloud, but, um, you know, more in the way of not just your books, but your artwork and how others can connect with yeah. you. How Let's leave them with you. Can, you can go to destinnorse.com and there is a little preface to the book as well as a little bit about the film. and. A my artworks 
I will be having an author website and that's going to be built through the publishing company that I'm um, working with. So that will be coming soon and that'll be leahsgift.com. However, everything will be linked between destinnorris.com and leahsgift.com. And we haven't quite set the launch date, but once that uh, is set, I will be um, putting that out onto the um, Facebook page as well as Instagram and my website. And if anybody wants to sign up for a newsletter, I do a newsletter that is that comes out once a month, probably a bit more closer to the date of um, the publication, just to keep people aware when when it's going to be launched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I look forward to receiving comments or questions from anybody who's interested and and connecting because it's all about the connections that we make and and um, helping each other grow and and be expand and yes yeah thank you very much for coming into my space i'm just going to do this really quick because that website again is i'm going to spell it it's d-e-s-t-a-n-n-e-n-o-r-r-i-s.com so destin norris wow okay yeah definitely Uh connect with destin find out more about all of her look at her book coming out Leah's gift and find out more about her artwork and definitely go check out uh, there's a documentary and uh, you know the video about your painting with the book okay. yeah definitely find out more about her thank you for being with us today okay I want to thank you then have a great day okay <laughs> okay bye bye bye